episode 121. Hello and welcome to this exploration of Shakespeare's Hamlet with me, your host, Connor Hanrissey. As you'll have just heard, we have a new bit of music to start the podcast this week, since at least some editors believe that Act 4 should really begin here, at the start of Act 4, Scene 4. The scene breaks seldom impact on how the play is staged, of course, other than the placement of the interval. There really isn't any kind of a stage tradition that'll tell you when a production moves from Act 1 to Act 2 or Act 2 to Act 3 and so on. It's part of the textual and the printed tradition more than much else. But anyway, we have moved outside the castle, since we can assume that we'll continue with Hamlet's journey as he is squirrelled off to England and the terrible things that Claudius is planning for him there. Perhaps because it has been such a long sequence of events that led us all the way through the one day from the players, through the mousetrap, Gertrude's closet and the death of Polonius and Claudius's revelation that he wants Hamlet dead, Shakespeare gives us a little break, a sort of a palate cleanser, and we meet a new character, Fortinbras. Now, we did hear about him way back in Act 1, something like a hundred episodes ago, and we heard that he's like a Norwegian equivalent to Hamlet. He's also a young prince of his country, his father, the king, is dead, and he's interested in avenging his death. Unlike Hamlet, Fortinbras is a man of action to the point of being impulsive even, as we'll see, and he's now on the march towards Poland. Earlier in the play, the ambassadors Voltamand and Cornelius were back and forth to Norway, trying to ensure that Denmark would not come under attack, and the agreement was that Fortinbras and his troops could cross the country, provided that they behaved themselves and didn't get into trouble. So Fortinbras is on the move towards Poland, and Hamlet is on the move towards England. The scene takes place, we're told, on a plane in Denmark, and stage directions suggest that Fortinbras enters with a captain, with whom he will speak, and soldiers on the march. Depending on how big a production you're dealing with, this could be a moment for a very dramatic procession of the Norwegian army, which would be no harm to introduce them, since we will see them again later in the play. However many soldiers actually show up, the essentials are Fortinbras, who speaks first, and the captain to whom he's giving these instructions. Go, Captain, from me greet the Danish king. Tell him that, by his licence, Fortinbras craves the conveyance of a promised march over his kingdom. You know the rendezvous. If that his majesty would aught with us, we shall express our duty in his eye, and let him know so. As if to force the comparison with Hamlet, we see immediately that Fortinbras is no nonsense. He's direct, he gives clear instructions, and there's no hesitation. He is sending the captain to go and pay his respects to King Claudius, and more importantly, to claim the agreed-upon permission to cross Denmark. By Claudius's licence, they will make the promised march over his kingdom. The captain knows the rendezvous, presumably the place where he will rejoin Fortinbras after making this embassy. If, of course, King Claudius would like to speak to Fortinbras in person, the young prince is happy to come and meet him face to face. If his majesty would aught with us, we shall express our duty in his eye, and let him know so. He's telling the captain to assure Claudius of his respectful passage through the kingdom. It's interesting here that Fortinbras speaks using the royal plural. He refers to himself as we and us, in stark contrast to Hamlet, who has already told us, Oh, what a rogue and peasant slave am I. 
Fortinbras really doesn't trouble himself with overthinking at all. There's a confidence about him. The captain has no questions, and he simply agrees. I will do it, my lord. Not much explanation needed there. Fortinbras gives him a final nod. Go softly on. He's still telling him to take care. Go softly. But there's no particular worry or concern to their dealings. Fortinbras exits with or after his soldiers, and the captain presumably crosses the stage to exit in a different direction. As he is doing so, Hamlet, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern enter, and they meet. And it's Hamlet that speaks. Good sir, whose powers of ease? This is a polite question to a stranger from a well-bred prince. Powers here refers to the army that he, and perhaps we, have seen on the march. They are of Norway, sir. It's a simple question, and it gets a simple answer. How purposed, sir, I pray you? Again, Hamlet is polite, and he's asking politely where they are headed, where their purpose is leading them, and the captain replies, against some part of Poland. This is quite a vague answer, and we'll see why in a few lines' time. Hamlet has so many questions, and since the captain seems affable enough with his replies, he asks another. Who commands them, sir? The nephew to old Norway, Fortinbras. Here we have yet another comparison with Hamlet. Fortinbras is identified by his relationship with the current king, old Norway, and not his dead father, even though, like Hamlet, he bears his father's name. This is a slight little detail, but surely it's not accidental. Just as Hamlet is now the nephew of the king rather than the son of the king, despite Claudius's oily promises that he is the heir apparent, it's a rich little detail about how the outside world might see both of these young men. There's room for Hamlet to digest this little piece of information before he asks yet another question. Goes it against the main of Poland, sir, or for some frontier? He's asking, are they heading for the mainland of Poland or some more obscure frontier part of it? The captain's answer is very telling, but we will save it for the next episode. For now, thanks for tuning in. I thank you for your company in my isolation and lockdown here in Dublin, and I hope you and yours are doing okay wherever in the world you find yourself in these very strange new times. As promised, I have been cooking up a few supplementary resources since I have some time on my hands, and they'll be rolling out over the course of the next week or so. I'm very grateful for the responses that I've had from you guys, and please know you're always welcome to get in touch. You could do so via Twitter, via Instagram, both at Hamlet Podcast, via Facebook if you're old-fashioned, or indeed via the website where there's a contact page as well. As ever, as I'm sure you know by now, that's thehamletpodcast.com. Take care, wash your hands, and I'll speak to you next time.